0: Welcome to EQ2LFG, the unofficial EverQuest 2 podcast where we take a look at the world of Norath from the player's perspective. News and updates, strats and secrets, bugs and bonuses. It's all right here, right now. Welcome back, everybody, to EQ2LFG. I am Trin, and I'm here with Marina. Hi, guys. Thanks for tuning back in. We want to first off say we appreciate your listenership, and we really miss you guys. We've gotten a lot of feedback from all the listeners saying, what are you going to make another episode? When are you going to make another episode? And we're sorry we haven't been here since, I think, August 2017, And I just want to apologize for that. I had to take some time off, relocate the studio and life came up. The whole fall was very busy and then the holidays came and the expat came. So, you know, we were playing and we had to get all that caught up. But we're back and we're here and talking to you guys today about the brand new expansion. We're going to give you a full expansion overview
1: yay i'm glad to be back it's it's been very very hectic we've both had a lot going on and apologize for the silence but we're here we're back and we've been playing so lots of good stuff to talk about
0: yes yes so diving right in we've got the brand new expansion planes of prophecy and this is the what is it the 14th expansion correct okay and so we've had 14 expansions and a couple of adventure packs all right so we're gonna go over a basic overview of the expansion and we're gonna sprinkle it with some things that will make it easy to come back to the game for all of those people out there who haven't been playing but you've kind of been keeping up with what's going on maybe by listening to this podcast or visiting you know everquest facebook page or twitter accounts or whatever just keeping up with what's going on because you still love the game (laughs) and you miss it and you know you want to come back so we're going to tell you all the great things about coming back and how easy it really is this expansion and how you won't feel like you're that far behind Right. There's,
1: they've put on a lot of things that will make it easy to get caught up in a relatively short period of time. But there is one thing I want to say about this X pack that summarizes a lot of the content. And as everybody knows, there are some specific issues that I have within the game. And this is a line from one of the quests as you update the quest. And this summarizes it perfectly. You feel a sense of anxiety from the sheer height you are at. You feel the breeze on your face
0: and a sense of discovery and wonder. (laughs) (laughs) And where are you exactly when, when this is happening?
1: (laughs) You're in the plane of magic. You're up on top of a prominent... Peak overlooking the entire vista of the Plain of Magic, which is way down there.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, so um, <laughs> everybody in our raid force wants to thank the developers because <laughs> of, the, of the terror that they've put marina in on a constant basis because it's really funny really really funny we've we've talked about before in prior podcasts that marina has a like a serious fear of heights even in in a virtual sense and and so uh this whole if you have a fear of heights you might want to reconsider playing this game anymore
1: (laughs) i will just say if 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 i can get through the content and the signature quest line and by the way des when we get we get to that point in one of our podcasts i have some very pointed words for you yep. all i'm going to say is Tordin. and <laughs> uh, but if i can if i can get through it uh, you can get through it trust me because my my fear of heights and falling from those heights is very profound it's you know people that have raided with me for years know that it's a problem but I got through it and I actually got through a couple of the signature quest lines solo by myself I went into these zones and did them by myself of course it took me a while because I was hand hands and knees crawling across the ice laden <laughs> <laughs> but anyway but I we will get into that later anyway but yes. you guys you if I can do it you can do it trust me yes
0: so <laughs> so to get back to the content <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, first things first this is the first time we've had a level cap raise or increase and so now the level cap is 110 for both adventure guild oh no i'm sorry not guild for adventure trade skill and guild has been 200 since the last expansion i believe Right. And the Ascension classes have all increased from 10 to 15. So you can get all the way up to 15, which includes five new spells for each uh, ascension Ascension class. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get into those ascensions. Actually, if you guys are listening and you don't know what we mean about the ascensions, we have a podcast. It's episode number seven. And if you want to go back and listen to that, we give a pretty good highlight of like an explanation of uh, all the different ascension classes so that you want to, if you want to go back and listen to that, that'll be explained in more detail for a beginner who's not familiar with the ascensions. We're going to give you guys a little bit of ascension information because because there is more relevance in this expansion on the Ascension. So we'll get into that mm-hmm. as well. So there's three packages that you can buy, uh, obviously, just like with all the expansions we've seen in the past. You can get your standard, which is the cheapest one. There's a middle-of-the-road one that gives you a whole bunch of goodies. And then, of course, your collector's edition, which has all the goodies. The, or I'm sorry, the collector's edition is the mid-grade one. And then your premium edition, which is the you know, super speed one, I just want to mention one, one thing that is in that premium that is I found was definitely worth the money. And that was the Guided Ascension Potion Bundle. <laughs> Let's backtrack and go into how this new expansion works with Ascension. Um, and Trina might want to mention that
1: with that Guided Ascension Potion Bundle, that's one per character that you can claim it not once per account, like, like a lot of the things are right in the expansion pack. This yes. one is on every character you can get that which is super nice.
0: Yes, you can get it one per character. So what happened in the past was you had four ascensions, you get them to level 10 and then you got your tome of ascending. Now Once you get to level 10 on all four Ascensions, you can move on to try to level them up to 15. And instead of the level cap being 7 million on Ascension, the new Guided Ascension bank cap is 21 million. And it seems really overwhelming at first until you start the signature quest line. And it burns really fast, almost to the point of where each quest fills up and you have to turn it back in. And you really burn exponentially faster than we've ever seen before with the Ascension.
1: Literally, on one of my girls, I was turning in a quest, going over leveling her up, going back, turning in another quest, leveling that level up, turning it in back and forth. I I could only do one quest at a time, turning in before I'd have to fly back, fly over to Kalasima Valor or go back to Abelos Frontier to level up before I could turn in another quest. I spent more time flying back and forth, leveling up my ascension <laughs> and questing at one
0: point. But it, it didn't feel really rewarding because yes, you were did. you knew you were just gaining ascension because the ascension leveling before was such a drag. It was really, really difficult to... It was to, a grind. It was a grind. And this didn't feel like a grind, even though you're flying back and forth. And right. <laughs>
1: no, Do I was happy that? to fly back and forth. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I was, yeah. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Okay, another level. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
1: But yeah, the you the the devs listened to the complaints from last expansion about everything being a grind and nothing being alt friendly to. yay, I can have my alt army back and it's not going to be very painful to do it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so very, very happy with that. Very happy with um, a couple of things that come into the collector's edition in that you get, well, with the basic and collector's and premium, you get that 100 level character bump. But with the collector's edition, you also get a trade skill level 100 boost. So that also, if you're lagging behind on trade skilling and stuff, that can bring your trade skiller right up to level 100. And then all you have to do is just some of the, the trade skill quest lines that come before this expansion to get up and running and stuff and ready to go um those were two really nice things that they did
0: yes also to speak on trade skilling we're going to touch on this we don't really have a lot to talk about as far as the trade skilling goes because there is currently no trade skill quest line like we've had in the past they have put out um daybreak has said that they planned on getting that out to us sometime late winter i'm assuming january february time frame uh, we don't have any information on the quest line itself you can level your trade skiller up to 110 they do have recipes they do have gear that is fantastic and it actually for the first time in many many years in my opinion trade skillers are relevant yes absolutely uh,
1: you still have to if you do this signature quest line and stuff you still have to be a level 100 trade skiller which was a complaint with um the last expansion you know to get the cloak and everything had to be level 100 trade skiller. But yeah, the gear going into the XPack, the gear that you get from the mastercrafted is far and away blows everything out of the water until you can get into the content and start doing the heroics and stuff. It and but you have to have it. And we'll t- we'll go through why later, but yes, it makes it very very nice. Yes, mastercrafted
0: gear is amazing. And they've got all kinds of perks for people who, I mean, you've got your jewelry, your armor, your weaponsmith that makes the mastercraft gear that you're going to wear constantly. But then you've got your provisioners, your woodworkers, all of these other trade skillers that also have advantages because they create items that are consumable and needed all the time. So they're also able to make money and be relevant. And I really appreciate that because I have a whole bunch of trade skillers too. And I know other people who were really upset that they had to, they were felt like they were forced especially with the epic quest lines last uh, epic weapon quest lines last expansion that they were forced to go to 100 and now it's it's sort of worth it retroactively thinking oh okay i did all that work and it's actually paying off now so that's appreciated definitely appreciated yes, yes very pleasant surprise also, tinkering, transmuting, and adorning went up in skill points. I think about 50 or 100 skill points. I'm not quite sure. I have to go back and look that up, but, but I know we had to go and level up those. And transmuting has made a comeback. We saw it almost go by the wayside thanks to salvaging in the last pack, but now transmuting is also very relevant because you need the new transmuted materials. We don't, we're not going to go into details of why, but you, you, you definitely need to be transmuting if you are getting gear from solos or from the quest line don't salvage those i would recommend transmuting transmuting them. yes for sure absolutely
1: There'll be enough to to salvage later. Right now, it's it's transmute, transmute, transmute. Yes,
0: because you're gonna need those to make adornments, and adornments are, are. Well, I'm I'm a little annoyed that none of my adornments from the last couple expansions are relevant anymore. But the
1: purples, yeah, yeah. the purples, the whites are still
0: irrelevant. The whites are still relevant, but the purples are done. So they've been replaced by orange adornments. Everything now has orange. I believe I've even seen a black on a chest. Yes,
1: The black adornments, all we've seen so far are the black chest adornments. Those are we're going to go, from what my understanding is, you can't see it until you unlock it, but it will go into the tier two raid gear. They will have a black adornment slot on their gear. So, but we haven't seen, we haven't, we're not even close to that yet. But
0: <laughs> yeah, you guys will. You guys will have to bear with us and give us some time because there, there is an entire section of vendors who sell these gem-type items for raid gear and we haven't even cracked the surface of that so we're going to be getting into that and learning about that and sharing with you guys everything we know about that once we've gotten that far but like I said we've been doing the best we could <laughs> with the time that we've <laughs> had <laughs> but been we crazy. will we'll definitely get you that information as soon as we yeah. have if we like to give you guys information based on our experience and so we're not going to just go read a wiki and then get right. that as our podcast we are going to tell you what we've managed to experience and what what we've already progressed through.
1: So let me start out by saying that, one of the you know one of the requirements to get into plane of magic is you have to be level 100 well if you get any one of the expansion packs you're going to get a character 100 level boost so that first and foremost gets you into the plane of magic the second thing that is that people are concerned about is gear they're really afraid because they've been gone for so long they're going to be really behind the eight ball with no gear well Daybreak thought about that and there is an NPC up in the Plane of Magic by the Spires named Ancelis Tishan and at his feet is a lockbox and in that lockbox is a pack of gear and weapons that you can put on and immediately put on so that you can start up into the content and I would recommend that even if you've got last expansions gear, put this expansions gear on from the lockbox because um, one of those stats that you have to look at is potency and everything on that pack of gear is laden with potency. So it'll make it a little easier for you to kill the mobs that you will have to kill for the the quest lines that you do. So they've made it very nice so that... That leg up kit will get you up and
0: going right away. Yes. And if you haven't been around since we did the Epic Weapon 2.0, not don't fear. They've got weapons in there as well. They've got weapons, jewelry, all the accessories that you need. And it's all indestructible, which is really nice because right. you don't have to worry about it. But you really don't die that much. I've, I've noticed that the, I don't know, your mitigation seems to do really well. In, with the gear. The, yes. Yeah, with the gear.
1: Yeah. No, I, I I, have died, but that's when I've like pulled one too many mm-hmm. things on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's three ways to get up to the, to the plate of magic. You don't have to be gilded. You just need to go to any spire and any spire, when you click on it and open up the portal down on the southernmost part of that spire, you'll see Plane of Magic. You click on you click on that and it'll port you up. The second way you can get there is if you are a paying player where you're paying to play. If you hit M for map, we have fast travel now. All paid players have fast travel. Up in the upper left corner of your map will be a little, little winged icon up there. You click on that and then that opens up a map and you see Plane of Magic down to the south there and you click on that and it says, would you like to fast travel? You say, yes, I would. Thank you very much. And you go to Plane of Magic. And the third way to get there is if you get the collectors or the premium edition of the game, then you get a little um, house item that will take and put put you in plane of magic as well. So there's three ways to get there. So you, you, you land in some spires, it's all enclosed and, you know, kind of small looking and you're thinking, well, what am I doing here? And then that's when you start looking around and you'll find an archway that will take you out into the plane of magic. And that's where the adventure starts.
0: Yes. So (laughs) when you land in the plane of magic, you are on this little island and that's where you find the what was the name of the guy that that gives you all that cool gear? Ancelis Tishan.
1: He's going to have a purple feather over his head because he's the signature quest starter.
0: Yes, and you definitely want, you definitely need to do the signature quest if you plan on doing anything in this this whole uh, expansion. The signature quest unlocks zones for you to get to, so you definitely want to do this. Not to mention, you level up really fast with these uh, the quests that are given in the signature quest line.
1: You can't experience grind anymore. You can't stand down there and just go AFK killing mobs. The experience doesn't come from killing. I mean, you get experience, but nothing compared to, to doing the, the quest lines out in the Plane of Magic and the signature quest line. The experience gain is crazy. Just crazy.
0: Yes. It's what every quest should be. Always exactly. questing and getting, and getting experience. So not only are you getting adventure experience, but you're also getting that ascension experience. So you really want to pay attention once you start that signature quest line on where your experience bar is with the Ascension. Really pay attention to that. Always have that. It flies. Up. Yeah, it really does fly, and we can't stress that enough because I've seen people who've been grinding a level or two out in their adventure experience, not even realizing that their ascension was empty, and yeah. they could have been getting that experience as well. Um, oh, another little point that popped up that I think people were a little distraught about was the deity points since they've released the deity. Uh, window and the dd points or i'm sorry the tithe you could gain a a type of experience and put points into potency crit bonus or stamina this expansion they stopped that you cannot gain experience towards points to put into any of those however though at some point during the signature quest line or during the end, when you complete certain achievements in the signature quest line, you will get an item that allows you to gain 55 points in potency in the tithe. And further down the line, we're going to talk about the different zones that you can go into and the solos and duos and heroic zones and things like that you also can gain rewards from certain quests that will allow you to spend a point in specific tithe categories Right.
1: So now that you're on, now that you're in the plane of magic and you've landed on the the first spire island to um, begin your adventure, there's one thing that you must do before, and I I highly recommend this before you go any further, and that is to unlock the seven portals that are found throughout the entire zone of the plane of magic. And to do that requires that you fly from one point to the next point to the next point because you can't use those portal pads until you've unlocked them. Once you've unlocked them, it makes traveling around a little easier. But yes, you have to fly over that vast expanse of nothing to get to first the house, house Fala, and then house Waiuzu, and then down to the Pakyak Cliffs and, and so on and so forth. Once you're down off of the house, the... Spire Island and Vala and Waiyuzu faction areas, it's not quite as bad. You're not like leaping off and having a leap of faith and hope that your mount doesn't disappear on you as you're flying down. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Can you tell I have a problem? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, but that that's the first thing that I would recommend to anybody before you, well, you have to unlock at least one portal pad. You step on it, it unlocks, and then you fly over to the next one and it unlocks. And there are sites out there that have all the locations that, so you can just do like a slash waypoint and then the numbers to get to each one. Or you can have a really nice friend that can call you to each one of those or stand where the next one is at and you can target them and fly over to them. I have to say, one of the things, even though my sheer terror when I first went into this expansion is the graphics are gorgeous. The colors. Oh my gosh. Yes. The colors are absolutely stunning, brilliant colors, even, even in the darker areas and stuff, the colors and the graphics are, the geometry is gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. I want the outfit that the Wairuzus and the Valas wear, and they won't <laughs> give it to us. I'm sorry. I, I All of my girls would be in one of those two outfits. I'm they're just gorgeous. But yes, the geometry, the the artwork, kudos to the guys that did this because it is absolutely stunning. I I was absolutely amazed, even though I was in fear. uh, And some of those quests put me in fear because you're standing on a jagged piece of nothing in the middle of nowhere that's sliding up and down, making you feel like you're falling while you're killing things. So, but yes, um, gorgeous, 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 gorgeous artwork.
0: Absolutely. I, that was one of the first things I noticed when I zoned in during beta. I was like, wow, this is really stunning. Like good job and then yeah. when I got to explore more it just got better and better and I have favorite places where I want to go harvest you know because I'll spend a little time half hour hour just harvesting and there are certain places I go just because they're so pretty they're just it's so pretty really yeah. pretty yeah they did a great job with that I mean the, the little cities aren't much to look at they're kind of bare but like the landscape is just fantastic when you
1: get off of the, when you get off the platforms and get down into the, the the meat and gristle of the content down there, it is gorgeous. Very, very pretty. And the water, when I first hit the water in beta, I was like, I didn't want to look down because I thought it was going to be like one of those glass bottom pools that you didn't see a bottom, but there's a bottom there. But the water is so, so well done that um, it, it was a pleasure to be in the water even. So, yes.
0: And I have to say the creatures are pretty cool too, the way that they've done these sort Sort of ethereal creatures. On a lot of the different types of monsters and whatnot are are also pretty cool.
1: Yes, yes, they they've just done an outs- I think they've done an outstanding job on their on their artwork and their animations. I still have an issue with the horses, the cephalos and horses bringing their knee up to the nose and. That's not what they do, but that's my that's my own <laughs> personal problem. I wish I would fix that animation. But um but yeah, otherwise it's worth the forty dollars just to go in and look around. I'm I'm telling you, it's beautiful. Well, well done. Take a look at the podcast that the devs did when they announced it. You won't be disappointed. I wasn't. Right.
0: So once you land in this beautiful landscape and you get to fly around and you get to see all these pretty things, you need to fly through the Fountain of Power. And that's kind of your first quest in the start of the signature line, because you need to go discover it. And then you have a choice of talking to one of three different factions that will start quest lines for different factions and we'll we're going to give you a quick little overview of the different factions and our own preferences and experiences with these factions i personally started with the we were calling them like the dark elves and the light elves and (laughs) they're they're not really elves at all it's uh it's actually one model for the entire city it's drusel row basically is the model for Every character in this city, they just have different hair. They have the same hairstyle. They have different clothing Colored. on
1: different yeah. colored clothing yeah it's the right. same it's different colored one the one that we call the dark are the the dark darker clothing and then you have the light and they they each the house vala and the house yuzu they used to be one colony and then ideology fractured them and one believes in controlling magic one way and the other believes in controlling magic another way and the, their disparate um, ideologies fractured them apart and they're in constant conflict with each other and Drew's role at the conference table as to who's right and who's wrong.
0: Those are the two factions that are sort of higher up in the the plane itself. And they they're on platforms and they have these sort of little city uh, that have your, your normal things like your mender, your broker, your banker, all those kind of things in each little city. But they're next to each other and they're parallel. And you've got sort of like this darker landscape in one and a lighter landscape in the other. Then the third faction is uh Pride Pacquiao and that is the there's sphinxes, sphinxes
1: and yeah, and they have griffin guards. And if you're kos to those griffin guards, to one shot, to pride, yeah, pride pack, yeah, it doesn't matter. You can be max level and everything you're out. They're still gonna,
0: you're dead.
1: Yes. <laughs> Don't fly too high. <laughs>
0: Yes. So you have to be careful because you start out with negative faction with all of them. And you can pick which faction you want to start, but you do need to do all three factions. Now, here's the kicker. And listen close. (laughs) You need to complete one faction because each quest in a faction line will give you positive faction for the one you're working on and negative faction for the other two factions. So be very careful not to go back and forth because you're really kicking yourself in the butt with the way this these faction lines work because there's a progression in the faction line and you... There's certain points where you'll have to do repeatable quests to grind up some faction and then it'll move on to the next point in the faction. It'll give you new quests. And that's great. But
1: let me let me interject here. When she says grind up faction, it's not painful. I didn't find it painful and I've done it. I've done it um. times now. And by grind you only have to go back and repeat the repeatables 3 or 4 times and then you're ready to move on to the next tier in that faction progression. So it's not like you're sitting there and grinding over and over and over and over. They've made it nice so that you're not doing the same thing over and over ad nauseum to get get your max faction. And another reason why she says you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot by mixing and matching your factions is in the signature quest line you have to get to a certain point faction wise so that you can can see a recipe scroll inside a trade skill instance that you can't access until you're at least 20, I don't know if it's 20K or 23K faction. I know in beta, I couldn't get in and I was at 20K, but then at 23K I could get in to get into the trade skill instance. But I could not see the scroll that you need to see until you're at 40K faction. And so you wanna just get max faction. And there's another reason why you want max faction with all three is because at the end of all three, you get a really nice secondary item for that yes. um, that you can that you can upgrade but you and it's best in slot currently best best in slot currently once you upgrade it you get the jaded one from the Coliseum we'll talk about that later here's the caveat to that when you get to the 50k and you do your final quest in your in your quest line for that faction, Do make sure that you absolutely complete that last faction quest with the matriarch of each faction. Because if you don't, it doesn't count. And then you have to go back, you have to grind back up your faction. The nice thing is, is that you will never go below 20k positive faction once you have completed a faction to 50k and done the absolute completion of it. If you don't, it'll drop you below. But you will never go below 20k if you complete it for any one of those factions. So you don't have to start all the way from the bottom back up again. They did a nice thing that too.
0: Yeah. So even though you're getting positive faction for one and negative faction for the other two, like she just said, that negative faction will stop at 20K. You don't lose any more after 20K. You kind of have to balance it out. Some people have said that they have favored factions. Some people hate certain factions. I found the Pride Pacquiao to be the longest for me personally, and it took the it took the longest time and, and seemed to fly you all over the damn place.
1: I think it's because because of where Pride Pack yet is and their quests are so far away from where where they are and there's like no real fast way to get back to them because there's no platform portal pad anywhere close by where you have to do the quest. Like it takes you out to an area called Esoterra Gardens and you do the quests out there, you still have to fly all the way back to Pacquiao. So I think that's what took it that's why it took so long is, is the travel time. Um, I don't I don't think it's any slower quest wise number of quests and stuff, it's just the travel time. Definitely <laughs> that's what you, oh, Yeah. I just finished I just finished that one yesterday.
0: Yeah, I liked the I don't know. I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but the Yuzuru?
1: Yeah, I call them Yuzuru, Yuzuru, however you want to say it. Yeah. I like their quest line
0: the best. It was really quick and easy. Yeah. Once you've completed enough faction to get you further on down the signature quest, you get to a point in the signature quest where it unlocks the Colosseum of Valor. And then you can go into Valor's Roost, is at the very, very bottom of the map in the Plains of Magic. You Go down into it. You get into the Coliseum of Valor. And this is just obviously a, a round Coliseum, And it's got merchants and vendors. And it has a bunch of different zones, including a public quest we'll, t- we'll talk about in a little bit. But you've got some solo zones that you have to complete as part of the signature quest. The Signature Quest purposefully sends you to these different places to introduce you to these zones. And they're pretty cool. Some of them are really disgusting. And I don't know how the devs.
1: (laughs) Honestly, 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 (laughs) I I don't know what you guys were thinking. Oh, Lord. I, I love that zone. I just love it because it's so gross. The plane of disease.
0: Yes. Oh <laughs> goodness.
1: You go. You go into the zone, and you you land
0: in canker shores. Uh, you go to. You and go it to- is people. It's it's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> sores. shores. Shores.
1: <You> go- <laughs> you go into the boil heights oh my god and you and i swear there are just big pussy boils
0: all over the place and (laughs) i was running through there the first time and i was like are these just big zits on the ground this is disgusting what is going on uh, the only thing I don't like is the water because the water is all filled with pus and everything.
1: It's Ugh. gross. Ugh. I don't, you know, my my characters don't like pee water to begin with. They've, they've never liked to go into swampy areas because, you know, it's mm-hmm. all filled with troll pee and ogre pee and poop and everything. But mm-hmm. these, the water is really gross. But I still, this is probably one of my favorite zones just because it is just so gross. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the disease zone because it's just really gross. And there's just everywhere you turn is just another disgusting thing. But anyway, you go into one. There's disease zones. And I say disease zones because you've got your, your solo, your duo, your signature line. You've got PQs in there. You've got raid zones in there. And so I'm just going to kind of give it a blanket zones when I say them. So when once you've gone in and see the disease zones, you'll know what I'm talking about about (laughs) so you've got those you've got um your innovation zones which are the, the tinker tiktok sort of zones yeah, I
1: like the Tinker TikTok. That doesn't bother me either. I really like that zone. Uh, not as much as I like the the Planet Disease, but I like the Plane of Innovation. I like it really it really, 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 seriously does remind me of Plane of Innovation in EQ one. Seriously. They they've used it looks like they use the same models for a lot of the robots and stuff in there. Just and I liked I liked Plane of Innovation in EQ one. And Plain of Disease it Kind of reminded me of the Planet Disease and EQ One too, because of all the the butt hairs and and. <laughs> Boils and You the, you can tell that most of these devs are guys because of all the potty humor and Plane of Disease. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, Plane of uh, Rose Plane, Plane of
0: Fire. Oh, yes. Was- it's like a SoulSec Row themed plane. The zones for Soul Row.
1: I don't mind the first zone, Obsidian Core. They can take that one and show it where the sun doesn't shine, too. That's another one I don't like. <laughs>
0: especially the final
1: the final two encounters in that zone I just
0: uh. oh the avatar of flame was a real pita for me to try to get through the first time.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: See again,
1: again they're having you stand on this little platform and you can you can stand on these little rays around the outside of the platform if you want to to, to like, kind of avoid damage, but the the thing that they don't that you don't realize until it happens is that those little rays will fall down. Yeah. And there's like a big Pool of lava, nothing way down under there. Yeah, no, I don't like that one either. So then there's the fight. Well, we can go into the fights later, but... And then there's Torridon. And that one, yeah, when we when we get to that one, Devs, you and I are gonna have a talk.
0: I like that one actually, because they've got like your, they've got like a sand area, an ice area. And I know you don't like the ice area because it's, it's traditional ice in that when you're running along, you're sliding and you have to, the only way to really get out of the slide is to jump. Slip, slide
1: and away, yeah. Right over the edge, and the, it's and the and the it's like a reskinned, um, Kromzak home. Yes. Um, kale. Think of kale, and then just put ice and yeah, kale. Yeah, it's kale with lots of slippery places. And I don't like that they at the end they port you back down. You end up on a ledge that you still have to jump down onto the ice <laughs>
0: yes. to get out of there to get to your box, your lockbox, before you can. Get out of there, right? Yeah, no. so they've got like a stormy area, they've got the icy area, they've got the sandy area. The mis- oh, yeah, windy area. Yeah,
1: the, going across that bridge, don't believe them when they tell you that you can run with the space bar pushed down and you'll be fine. Whoever came up with that idea lied. Uh, empirical evidence, yeah, I got blown off the bridge. Oh, yeah, yes, yes,
0: <laughs> you will get blown off.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, no. Thank you, but
0: no. (laughs) Have you tried any of the duo zones? I have not. I have tried them with my husband and they take a lot longer than the solo zones or the zones that you get to go through during the signature line. And they're very challenging. I will definitely say that they're challenging because... What I've seen from these zones, whether it's during the signature line or solos, not so much solos, but duos and the PQs, I haven't been in a whole lot of heroics just yet, but the PQs and the raids and everything, it is very scripted and there's a lot of puzzles and I do enjoy that, that there's so much that you you we've had to figure out along the way, like, does this work? Does that work? No. And you have to read the narrative to know what's going on to do the right thing. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, I see. I like puzzles. I like one of my favorite places to go when it first came out was the State of Unrest because everything was a puzzle. You had to figure out what to do next before you go to the next thing and stuff. So I like um, some of that stuff. There is some content that's really scripted, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I, I really like this expansion. I, I really like a lot. There's a lot to like about it. There's a bit that I'm not real happy about. But like I said, you know, my opening, you feel a sense of anxiety. Yeah, my anxiety goes way off the roof in, in and <laughs> in a couple of those songs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're never without something to do, though, that's for sure. So once you get through the signature line, you've unlocked everything that you need to unlock. Uh, towards the end, once you're in the Coliseum, I want to mention one other thing is for people who have their Epic 2.0 or even their Mythical 2.0, there is a certain gentleman and I don't have his name brought up right now, but actually I think it's a, a female character. Rahida the weapon breaker, and she's standing next to a symbol of Roe in the Coliseum of Valor. And she will take you to a little zone instance where you have to break down a weapon, basically. This works on weapons, main hand or secondary. And it also works on shields and ranges. And, and symbols. And does it work on symbols? works on symbols okay it works on symbols too so anything that's in any of those three slots so your main your secondary and your ranged and two handers and all that go along with it what she does is she teaches you how to break them down into a planar essence you will then use that planar essence on your weapon and i believe we know for a fact that the first Two levels of leveling up your weapon only take 10 planar essence. So you'll take this, you'll break down a weapon. And I, when I say weapon, I mean, you know, it could be, like I said, the primary, secondary, or ranged, anything in those. You break your weapon down, it turns into a planar essence. You collect 10 planar essences, and then you can use those planar essences to level up your weapon. Now you want to be careful because it takes a while.
1: Right. It takes a while. The other thing is it will only work on level 101 weapons and above to get the planar extraction from. So make sure that you're using when you do this, that the weapons that you're going to try to you know, break down are going to be level 101 and above. And you can you can uh, also use the on your your Epic 2.0. You will work on that. You don't I'm want to break that up my... down. You
0: don't want to break that down. Uh-uh. You want to apply well, you those. The okay. ability you get is
1: called extract planar essences. That uh, it is a permanent ability to extract planar essences from any weapon that has energies that are planar.
0: Got it. So it's only going to come from this expansion, those weapons that can be that can be extracted. You get the essence, collect 10, apply them to your weapon. And it does work on the epic as far as you can apply those to your epic weapon or mythical weapon.
1: So, and we do know that the to get to level three on your planar weapon, will take 25 essences to Ooh. get to, to, yeah, 25. It's 10, 10, and 25. Um, I don't know yet for level four.
0: And in the future, we'll try to give you guys details on what exactly that does for your weapon, what leveling up means for the weapon and more details on that in future podcasts (laughs) once we have more information so um, another thing i wanted to mention and this is super important for when you are in those zones doing the signature or solos so the disease zone the the different planar zones that we talked about already you get an ability called fount of power And that, when I applied it for the first time, I almost fell out of my chair because my potency went up to like 137,000.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the Fount of Power is like if you were around for the split paw Saga and you did went down and did the one arena fight where you would click and get that huge buff. This Fount of Power is the same idea. You cannot go in there and fight the creatures and survive
0: or do any damage
1: unless you have that Fount of Power applied. But it's, it's automatically
0: it's, given to you so you don't have to like buy it or. Right. It comes along with the quest line.
1: And once you're flagged, that's another thing we didn't talk about is once you've flagged one character for any of these zones, any of your characters can go in and into those zones and are keyed or flagged for it. So that's really nice, too. If you don't want to do the signature quest line. If you don't want to do the factions and stuff, it, you don't have to. You can bring your characters in and run those instances, but Well, you do have to do it the first the time only. <laughs> yeah, you only have to do it once and then all your characters are all your characters on your account are flagged or keyed. It's account-wide. But I would still recommend just because you you get a ranged weapon as your final quest reward for the signature quest line and if you do the signature in all three factions, you get best in slot secondary weapon. So, I rec- I highly recommend it and it doesn't take that long. I mean, and it it's not arduous. It's not, I mean, it can be done. It's doable. And there is for people who like house items, there is the amphitheater song that gives you the phonograph for your house.
0: You know about that one? No, but I know that the amphitheater is a really pretty place as well. Yes. Yes, there is... You get a
1: blessed nomophone when you get done with the, the amphitheater song quest line. You get a blessed nomophone, which is a house item. It looks like the old gramophone with the big bells, fluted speaker that comes off the top of the needle. It goes into your house. It's really nice. And it's not that long. It's just, it's not that hard of a quest. It's just kind of like a FedEx quest. You go back and forth, back and forth. You have to do a couple of kills. But for the most part, it's just go to point A, get this, go to point B, get that, go back over here and do that. It's like a quest five quest
0: series. There's the amphitheater song. So as far as this expansion's key quests, they do have nine timed key quests that you can do. And now I... I think I've only done like two of them. And we are going to do another podcast in the future about the key quests. Marina, you've done a couple of them as well?
1: Yes, I've done three of them so far. I've been so busy doing other things with the content. Each key quest rewards you with five or seven keys. I think it depends on the quest. And then unlike previous expansions where you had to find a lockbox to turn them into that would pop up like in Salumbra, they were all over the place. And then in Obvious Frontier, they were all over the place different Level three different levels of keys. This time you have to track down an NPC that wanders in specific spots depending on the keys that you have to turn in. You have to track down these NPCs to turn them in.
0: And they're not all up at the same time, are they? There's like only one of those NPCs, key NPCs, up at a time. Yeah, I've seen all three of them. So I know where they
1: path because I've been out there harvesting and I've been out there doing the, the faction quests and stuff. So I've seen them all. So I know where they they go, where they start and end on their routes and stuff. There's three of them. A lot of people are saying that this is the way to get the weapons, that they get like 30% turn in their weapons that they can use for planar essences to, to level up their weapons. So that's why they do them. Yes. Yeah. I kill all the named out there and I get about half, I get about half of the, names I kill about half the time I get weapons to, to to extract the essences from.
0: One last fancy new thing about this expansion is the introduction of the crossbow. So you've got crossbows now that people can use and actually any class can use them and in their range. Any class. My mages are so happy because they're out there pew, pew 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 with a little
1: crossbow. I'm happy with it.
0: <laughs> yes. And there's two different versions that you can get right off the bat. You're going to want to look at the procs and decide for yourself on which one you want to keep. I personally have the skewer because of the the proc on that one. You've got these cool crossbows. Now, a little caveat to that is that they don't take normal bow and arrow arrows. They take bolts. So you have to have bolts made for your crossbow and keep those. You can keep them in the same quiver as your normal arrows, But you definitely have to have bolts or it's not going to work. You won't have any ranged. Even if you have it equipped, it's not going to work.
1: And um, woodworkers can now make the bolt. And I believe they just put bolts on ammo merchants in game, too, because they weren't there for a while.
0: But now you can get the ammo bolt uh, or get the bolts from ammo merchants in game. Also, your mercenaries have a couple of extra gear slots so that was added on Uh, you can level up your mercenaries now to level 15 instead of 10. yeah they added that
1: which is kind of nice and oh we haven't talked about the mercenary this expansion one of our fellow raiders is very enamored of Booger (laughs) Booger, the phlegm priest. Um, He's kind of, he's kind of, I think it's a he or is it a she. Anyway, this, this mercenary is an inquisitor, does a decent amount of damage and loves to pass verdict all the time. Cast it left and right. But Booger, the phlegm priest is kind of pustule covered and he's got, or she's got a really long... Long, narrow, pointed tongue that she likes to wag all over the place. And so, for one of our fellow raiders who's absolutely enamored of this, there's the, there's the plug for Booger.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. You definitely want to take Booger wherever you go. We make jokes about, about Booger wiping. So. Yeah. so, yeah. I don't know if you did that on purpose or not. So,
1: I don't know. Booger is kind of disgusting to look at. You know, you you want to take and dump a bottle of peroxide all over him (laughs) just
0: to start. Uh, A little plus going back to the tinkers, there's a whole bunch of new tinkered uh, recipes and really cool stuff. If you are a tinkerer, you could possibly make some money by getting the recipes and making these temporary adornments with your tinkerer and they have some that boost crit bonus over cap they have some that boost potency and they have some that kind of work like the scroll of prowesses in the past or the draft power prowesses in the past That give you other bonuses. And the nice thing about those temporary adornments is that they stack with your group. So you definitely want to work certain ones to stack with your group. You've got like Power Link, Pain Pain Link, the the ones that were similar to Prowess before that stacked also stacked now. And then the other temporaries don't necessarily stack, but they are you are able to put them on multiple slots so if you're a tinkerer definitely look into that we will give you guys more information on future podcasts about details on those recipes for tinkers and those items because they really do kick ass
1: yes they're they are made they almost make me want to tinker almost. Uh, The food, there's also some snacky snacks that you make that are pretty impressive too that you've been talking about.
0: Yeah, this was kind of a new thing for provisioners in this expansion is that you've got your normal food and drink that you equip. They've got all kinds of stats, but then you, and you've got your rare component food, but now you also have, they've added in food items that act like temporary adornments. So you've got your food in your food slot and then you've got food that stacks です on top of that. So you could actually be running snacks and they have different names like durable and finesse. And I will definitely go on into that as well in future podcasts, but we are definitely running out of time today. Yeah. You got, you've got these stackable foods that you can be running that work similar to, and they all have different attributes and different stats that you can run on top of each other and on top of your food. They're usually shorter in duration, but we'll talk about that in the future just if you happen to know a provisioner or see a provisioner or you don't know anything about it and you just want to look it up on the broker i don't know that it'll come up under you might have to know the name so you might want to wiki that or wait for our next podcast all right last but not least we're going to talk about the pqs and these happen in the coliseum of valor and they happen every three hours so depending on your time zone and where you live I know Marina's in central time zone and I'm in the eastern United States time time zone I think they base the PQs off of Pacific time zone and I don't know what the time exchange is I don't feel like thinking about that right now but uh, for me it is 11, 2, 5 and 8 and then it starts over again 11, 2, 5 and 8 so what would it be for you Marina? Well mine is 1, 4,
1: 7 10 1, 4, 7, 10 and if it's on the pacific coast that's another two hours beyond be, before that so that would be at three every three hours after three, three six, six nine, nine twelve three six nine twelve so if if you miss one you can get you can get in on the next one um the tokens that you get from that can buy you a couple of really nice items plus there's always the chance of Oh, <sighs> a familiar cage or, or, um, you your quest reward. Yeah. Fabled gear,
0: fabled gear for your Merc. I see a lot of that. Also, you don't need to pick up a quest. Once you join into, you don't need to be in a group. You don't need to be in a raid, but people find it very helpful, especially if you don't know what you're doing the first time that you go into this to these zones. And they alternate. So you, what you want to do first is go into the Coliseum of Valor. Once you've finished you have access to Coliseum of Valor, you go in. And at the very north of the map is the PQ. Um, if you don't have EQ2 maps, you need to stop what you're doing right now and go download it. <laughs> and then you Absolutely. Can- You you can see what we're talking about. But you'll have your door into the PQ at the north of the map. And they start or they open the door, basically, on those times that we just listed. And you get in there. And if you can get in a group or a raid, that's great. Get in there. And you run the PQ. You're automatically given the quest for the pq once you enter the zone so you don't have to pick up a quest from anywhere it's just put into your journal Uh, you do have to get on the aggro list you do have to hit stuff you cannot just sit afk Um, and you might get killed if you do sit afk so you definitely want to be running around hitting, hitting things and helping out
1: yeah you have to you have to
0: hit mobs so you have to get on the threat meter
1: But you only have five minutes at the end of the PQ. There's a little window that will pop up. You only have five minutes to accept that quest reward. If you don't accept it, then you don't get the reward for the quest when you you zone out. You won't have anything. Um, The other thing is you can zone into the PQs at 103, but you won't get quest credit and quest rewards until 105. So you can go in there and get the experience and you can get the status for doing the, the PQ, but you won't get the quest rewards for doing it at, at, at under 105.
0: So once you're finished with it and you've accepted the, the tokens, it automatically zones you out and into the Coliseum of Valor. And there's a, an NPC standing out there, Dr. Dr. Arcana. Dr. Arcana, and he's standing there, and that's who you want to turn your quest into technically, and he gives you the rewards. And sometimes you get really cool rewards, and sometimes you just get transmutable stuff most of the time. Yeah, you just get transmutable stuff. Get.
1: But he's real stuck up, too. If if you don't come out of a PQ and have something to offer offer him, he tells you, go away, kid, you're bothering me. He's real stuck up. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't actually say that, but his dialogue is such that it's like, go away, kid,
0: you're bothering me. Okay, and that's the PQ overview. So that's basically everything that we have to say today about the new Planes of Prophecy expansion. Overall, my impression was really good on this one i like i absolutely love the landscape and the graphics i really like the zones as far as the scripts and the puzzles and i like the fact that it's not a grind this time around and it is somewhat alt-friendly i highly encourage anybody who might be out of game for a while to come back and play because it's definitely the good old everquest that it used to be and it's really enjoyable it really is
1: I I agree. I think the devs heard us with the Obulus Frontier and Kunark Ascending and how it was not alt-friendly and how it was just, there was too much grind involved in that with the ascensions and everything else. And this time around, they've made it so that alts are alts are okay leveling is not a grind and it's just it feels like it's like it,
0: it's where it needed to be a while back thank you for that definitely yeah we appreciate that so we're gonna wrap up the show we really appreciate you guys sticking with us and we're sorry about the lapse but we're back and we're gonna be trying our best to get in the game and explore there's really a lot of content and a lot of stuff to do all the time so you never can be bored anymore and so we're gonna get back in and give you guys some more details on all of the different things that we talked about today we'll go into details in future episodes on those and any kind of new updates that we get as far as like little little updates when they do patches and stuff like that, we'll try to bring those to you as well. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thanks.